If you've been paying attention, you've likely heard something about gut health and why zoning in on your gut health is so darn important. You need EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. It's a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. I started taking EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense because I have a bloating problem, friends. Yes, I do. Inflammation is not my friend. Since taking one capsule a day on an empty stomach with water, I have noticed more energy, improved skin, and here's the big one, reduced bloating. Head to myeq.com and use code SUSTAINABLE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and so much more. That's myeq.com and use code SUSTAINABLE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. Mother's Day is around the corner and I have the best gift idea for you. Hold on to your hats. It's mylifeinabook.com. Every week, My Life in a Book will send your mom a question via email. They will compile all of your mom or the mom in your life's answers and create a legacy keepsake book. The book becomes something you and future generations can treasure forever. I gave both my mother and my mother-in-law my life in a book, and they've already started responding to the prompts. When my mother-in-law received her first prompt, she said, oh my goodness, what a thoughtful gift. And that's what we all want, right? We all want to give thoughtful gifts. So check out mylifeinabook.com and use code SUSTAINABLE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day, mylifeinabook.com and use code SUSTAINABLE for 10% off today. This is episode 65 of the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast. You are listening to the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a show about living simply and sustainably with your family. Here's your host, Stephanie Safarian. Hello there. Thank you for joining me. Today, we are talking about detoxing our homes in five simple steps. A few weeks back, I had Dr. Stephen Hussey on the podcast, and he talked an awful lot about how toxins affect our health. If you haven't listened to the episode, it's episode number 63, so definitely go back and check it out before you listen to this one if you missed it. Dr. Hussey got me quite interested on a personal level about the toxins in our homes and how detrimental they can be to our health. So that's the inspiration behind what we are talking about today. Now, I must say that I did an awful lot of research in preparing for this episode, and I am really and truly rip-roaring, ready to go to lessen toxin exposure in my own home, and I hope that this episode does the same for you in your home as well. Now, right off the bat, this is a 25-minute show. I cannot, despite my best intentions, cover every action step we should all be taking in 25 minutes. But I made an amazing, pat myself on the back, I think it's amazing, free printable to accompany this episode. It's in calendar form and it's free. And essentially it's a checklist, one item per day of the simple steps we can all do to detox our homes. Now, again, I'm patting myself on the back. 
I loved my own printable so much. I printed it out and I stuck it on my fridge. And I hope that for you, again, it's free. It can really serve as a visual reminder in your homes of simple steps we can all take together to be healthier in 2019. You can find everything I am talking about, as well as the free calendar printable in the show notes at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 065, M-A-M-A minimalist.com forward slash 065. Here we go. Let's get right into the five steps to detox our homes. Step number one is a major plug for minimalism. And this plug for minimalism is backed by science, so stay with me. Step one is to get rid of unnecessary household trinkets and decorations. Here's how minimalism is backed by science. Dust, and particularly dust bunnies, you know, those clumps of dirt and skin and hair that accumulate on the baseboards, dust and dust bunnies negatively impact our air quality in our homes. Even worse, they attract dust mites, which are bugs, by the way, and parasites too. If you have less stuff to dust, it just makes sense that you'll have better indoor quality, fewer items to maintain in the form of dusting, and more free time simply because there's less items for dust to accumulate on. Now, this action item asks you to get rid of unnecessary household trinkets and decorations. And when I say get rid of, I, of course, mean responsibly dispose of. We have talked about this so many times on the podcast. I'm not talking about trashing your stuff. I'm talking about upcycling, reusing, donating, etc. I want you to look past the trinkets. I want you to look at the items in your home that are collecting dust that aren't dusted regularly. So the first thing that comes to my mind is curtains. Now, when I say curtains, I don't mean shades. Shades are one thing, and if you have neighbors, I definitely argue that you need them, but curtains are another. And I argue that curtains, so the fabric above your windows, curtains serve no real purpose except aesthetics, and they harbor an awful lot of dust. Now, how often are you getting your step stool, taking down the curtains, laundering them, and putting them back up? In my house, that is just not something that occurs very often. So consider, if the curtains are not adding to your life, if, like Marie Kondo says, they're not adding joy to your life, consider just taking them down for good. Now, what else is unnecessary beyond trinkets? Wall art. Do you have art on your walls that legitimately adds to the space and brings you joy and satisfaction every time you look at it? Or do you have art on your walls that you bought on sale or you thought might look nice that you don't have any real connection to? If the answer is the latter... Perhaps you let it go and you enjoy the beauty of white space. Another item that collects an awful lot of dust and therefore negatively impacts indoor air quality is the ruffly skirt at the bottom of our beds. Now, I'm going to definitely talk more about this ruffled bed skirt in simple step action item number two, but 
How often do you remove the mattress to take out the bed skirt to launder it only to put it back on? Is that amount of work worth its function? Again, we're going to talk about it next, but just keep it in the back of your head as we head to action step number two, which is, of course, to set your bedding straight. If you are getting eight hours of sleep a night, which you definitely should be getting, by the way, you are spending one-third of your days in between your sheets. If you have young children, like I do, they sleep for significantly longer. My five-year-old, for example, sleeps 12 hours each night, so half the day, and my two-year-old sleeps those same 12 hours plus a nap. That's more than half of her day spent in bed. Because you and your family spend so much time in your beds, it just makes sense to invest in quality, and here's the key, non-toxic bedding. So let's start right off the bat with your mattress. Conventional mattresses that you buy at the conventional mattress stores are gross. And if you ever bought a mattress that way before and you've experienced its off-gassing, you probably believe me. If you don't believe me, do a little research online and I know I will make a convert out of you. So first and foremost is to invest in an eco-friendly, non-toxic mattress. My personal favorite and the one that my husband and I sleep on is Avocado Green Mattress. Avocado is eco-conscious, it's non-toxic, and it's all natural. I'll link to them in my show notes if you're in the market for a mattress. Looking beyond the mattress, though, is the sheets, the duvet covers, the pillows, and that bed ruffle. First and foremost is the sheets and the duvet cover. Invest in organic cotton sheets and organic cotton duvet covers. Now, why organic? Organic cotton is obviously going to cost more money, and organic cotton is obviously a water-intensive crop. However, organic cotton doesn't pollute the soil in the same way that conventional cotton does. Even better, organic cotton means that you are not putting your face on pesticides or herbicides while you sleep. If you're buying conventional cotton bedding, chances are real good you are cheek to sheet, (laughs) cheek to sheet, I like that, with chemicals. Moving right along to pillows, did you know that it is suggested to replace our pillows every 18 months? I did not know that. 18 months Spoiler alert, the pillows in my house are much older than 18 months old, but that will change. If you are spending one-third to one-half of your day on this pillow, it only makes sense to replace them often. And by the way, if you have no idea what to do with all these pillows that you accumulate every 18 months, animal shelters often take them for the animals. Definitely call ahead, check with a couple animal shelters in your area to double check before you drop them at the front door. Now, when it comes to washing, wash those sheets more often. If you're in the habit of washing them once a week, like I am, that's great. I have three beds in my house to change. That is significant work, taking off the sheets, adding on new ones, etc., laundering the dirty ones. 
However, consider washing your sheets more often, ideally every three to four days. And if that sends you into a tailspin, knowing that you should ideally be washing your sheets twice a week, I know, I'm right there with you. Just keep it in the back of your mind as we head on to action item number three. Item number three is to invest in quality air filters for bedrooms and a quality air filter for your tap water. If you are made of money and you'd like to purchase air filters for your entire house, I say go for it. However, the key word here is invest. Quality filters for your air are not cheap. So I suggest you put them in the room that you spend the most amount of time, which as we already established is the bedroom. And when it comes to water, don't assume that your town or city has healthy drinking water because chances are real good that wherever you live, you don't. Don't take that statement as an excuse to go out and buy bottled water. Thanks to all the plastic, bottled water is so unsustainable. And by the way, the health claims that bottled water companies make are largely unsubstantiated. So bottled water is not the answer. A quality water filter is instead. Now, once you make that initial purchase, the air filter and the water filter, make sure you keep up with its maintenance to make sure it's running the way it should be. In many cases, this means consistently repurchasing somewhat expensive parts. In my home, my water filter requires a $100 replacement filter every 12 to 18 months. Now, that's expensive. In my life, $100 for a water filter, that is something I consider expensive. It's not a flashy, fun purchase, like who wants to go and show off their water filter? But for me, when I consider how important it is to provide my family healthy drinking water, it's a necessary purchase. Now, finally, when it comes to water filters, if you are listening to this episode and you are saying to yourself, oh, I don't need one of those, I have a Brita, mm, I highly suggest you rethink that notion because in many cases, air and water filters being one of them, you get what you pay for. So if you paid for a $30 Brita, you were getting a $30 product. I've linked to air and water filters in this week's show notes that are backed by science. So if you are rip-roaring ready to purchase, definitely check out my suggestions. But finally, just remember that purchasing air and water filters is an investment. And I like to think of it as spending money now so that hopefully my family doesn't become sick and we spend more money later on healthcare. Moving right along to action item number four is to ditch the dry cleaning. Now, I'm adding this in to our list of five steps because it's personally a real shocker for me. I always knew that dry cleaning used an awful lot of toxic chemicals, but still I frequented the dry cleaner because if you listen to this podcast regularly, you already know this to be true. I loathe ironing. Dry cleaning was my dirty little secret of sorts because it took one gigantic thing off my plate 
Here are a couple action steps if you are like me and love dry cleaning. First, check and see if you have wet cleaning around you. Dry cleaning uses chemicals, keyword chemicals, to clean clothes as opposed to water. Now think about that for a minute. Chemicals touching your skin. Chemicals surrounding the air around your nose and mouth. Does that sound healthy? Now, wet cleaning is definitely not as popular as dry cleaning, but do a little Googling. See if wet cleaning is something your community has. Now, if the answer is no and you are not willing to give up your dry cleaning, take that plastic bag off your clothes immediately, or better yet, request no plastic bag altogether. That plastic bag that is designed to keep your shirts, your pants, your whatever looking fabulous, it locks harmful chemicals into the clothes. It's better to let them air out as soon as possible. Now, finally, we are on to action step number five, clean the non-toxic way. If you are going to spend the time and the energy cleaning your house, removing those dust bunnies, and purifying your air and water, you may as well clean green with non-toxic cleansers. That's because there's zero sense, right? There's no sense in cleaning only to retoxify your house with harsh chemicals that pollute the air you breathe, which is also, by the way, trapped within the walls of your home. The toxicity of air in homes is significantly greater simply because there's nowhere for the air to go. If, like me, you have winters, windows are not open all that often, there's nowhere for those toxins to go. I did an entire podcast episode on green cleaning. It was episode 42 with Michaela Preston, by the way, if you missed it. And I also have an article up on the blog with ultra-easy homemade cleaning solutions too. It's never been easier to clean green. If you're wondering whether non-toxic cleansers actually clean, the answer is yes. So I suggest you forgo the notion that commercials tell you that your house needs to smell like Clorox to actually be clean. It's just not true. That's just a clever marketing tactic. Vinegar, vodka, and other cleaning agents work just as well, but without the toxicity. So here you go, just to recap, detox your home in five steps. Step one, get rid of the unnecessary trinkets and decorations, aka declutter. Number two, set your bedding straight. Number three, invest in quality air filters for bedrooms and a quality water filter for your tap water. Number four, ditch the dry cleaning. And finally, action step number five is to clean the non-toxic way. These are just five strategies of 30 that I found in my research for this episode. And if you're interested in learning more, you should head to the show notes, download the free printable, and get detoxifying. You can find it at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 065, M-A-M-A minimalist.com forward slash 065. On next week's episode, we are talking about alcohol and minimalism. What is the connection? We will discuss it 
next week. I will see you then. Take care.